unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, I am so glad to be back on the call with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Nathan. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. And the show just keeps getting more and more listeners. I'm super excited about that. So everybody that's a new listener to the Copywriters Podcast, welcome. David Garfinkel is always a wealth of knowledge. And what are you going to be sharing with us today, David? Well, today we're talking about getting inside your prospect's head. Okay. All right. So when I held my breakthrough copywriting seminar in 2005, one of my special guests there had everyone on the edge of their seats. It was Brian Keith Voiles, and he told us how he got into his prospects' heads. I was stunned myself by the thoroughness of what Brian told us. He said he imagined his prospect, let's say the prospect was a man, at the start of his day. What did he have for breakfast? What was the conversation he had with his family around the breakfast table? Then Brian walked us through the whole day, hour by hour. Remember, this was all in Brian's imagination. By the time he got to the end of his prospect's day, it was clear that Brian knew this person pretty well. Now, I don't think Brian was holding back one bit, but I do think there were some steps for him that were so automatic or so already built in based on his years of experience and writing multiple million dollar, multi-million dollar sales letters that he didn't even think to mention them. These are steps that came before he would mentally walk through his prospects day. Today, we'll talk about what some of those steps might be. I've never talked to Brian about this part of his own process, but I've gone through many of these steps myself many times and coached dozens of other people on steps they needed to take to get deep inside the thoughts and feelings of their prospects. First, though, my friendly reminder, copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, then you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Now, on to the mind reading. Well, it's not really mind reading, by the way. You don't have to, <laughs> right? you don't have to be psychic to get into the inner world of your prospect. You simply need to understand human nature and then apply this understanding to your particular target customer in light of what you have to offer. Okay. So is this kind of like finding your customer avatar or would this be something different? Well, this would be after you've done that. Okay. After you know who the avatar is, then this is going a little deeper. So your first step is to zero in on the problem your prospect has. This is a problem that your offer can solve. And also zero in on the frustrations your prospect is currently experiencing trying to solve this problem. Gotcha. Okay. So here's an important point. As humans, we think in generalities, but we live our lives in specifics. 
I'll give you an example. So let's say your avatar is a business owner and the business owner is looking for better ROI and for higher profit margins. But they don't think about it that way. Those aren't the words they use. Not really. That might be what they say in a meeting, but when they're waking up, what's keeping them up at night, when they're getting up in the morning, here's what they think about. They think about the results of not having good enough ROI, not having enough cash flow, not having the margins that are big enough. They think about, I can't make payroll this week. I can't pay my taxes. I'm going to have to put off paying my vendors. I can't take home a paycheck myself, right? Specifics. Or they might think about the results of on the positive side of what it would be like to have more ROI, better ROI, more cash flow, higher margins. They think, wow, I could get a bigger personal paycheck. Hmm, I could hire more people. I could buy better equipment. I could finally take a vacation. I could get a cool new car, right? Seeing, seeing the difference, right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like you always say, doing the extra work, going the extra mile, instead of just making the, the broad general statement, you really need to get in and understand specifically what it means so that you can explain that rather than let them do the work of trying to figure out what your, your general statement means to them. Exactly. Exactly. And so to get in your prospect's head, you need to drill down from these categories like ROI or higher profit margins, these cliches and these generalities into the specifics. And you need to know the specifics because specifics are what resonate with people and what generate emotions. And like you said, Nathan, they're not going to do it themselves. You're a fool if you think that you can mention the category and they're going to do the work. They're just not okay it's uncomfortable they'd rather not so this is where you need to know something about your prospects life and their issues but understand people are remarkably similar in general in general people want to get certain things done or have certain things stop happening or have things done for them and these things are very specific and what's in the way is very specific so your job is to figure out what's in the way. That, that's your first step, to get these specific details. Okay. Then next step is understand something very important that uh, people might understand as a theory, but this is how life actually really works. Like right now, it's working this way. And that is the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind generates the feelings that are reactions to these problems. But the conscious mind is where those feelings get put into the words that create your opportunity to get into your prospect's head. So you see, it's it's like a, a dip. You start out with what are the specific things they want that's getting in the way, that's a problem, that's a frustration, And then you go down to the unconscious mind. We'll talk about how to do that in a minute. I'm not talking about hypnosis. I'm just talking about (laughs) something very simple. I'll explain in a sec. And then you figure out once they have those unconscious reactions to these problems, what's going to come up back into the conscious mind in terms of words? And that's where you can meet them. So when we're talking about the unconscious mind, and believe me, I'm not getting into NLP or 
Carl Jung or Sigmund Freud. We're, we're talking about a much simpler version of that for copywriting. The first thing I want you to do is forget about logic and forget about the word should, because that's not how the unconscious mind operates. You might like it to operate that way. It doesn't. So forget about it. Deal with reality. All right. Now, the way the unconscious mind is seemingly much simpler, but one thing you need to do is remember to respect it. It seems simpler, but it's not stupid. Now, this could be a long conversation, but you go off on a tangent, don't want to do that. For our purposes, let's say the unconscious mind is very specific, but it speaks a different language, different language than the one we're using right now to talk about this. And we can call the language of the unconscious mind emotions and feelings. Look at it this way. Anytime you're feeling happy or sad, angry or confident, thrilled or disappointed, any one of those feelings, that's your unconscious mind talking to you. So knowing or imagining the feelings of your prospect is one step, but it's not enough either. You still need to home in on what those feelings mean to your prospect. Hey, let me ask you a question. Does it take you too long to write your copy? And if it does, have you ever wished you had a proven system to write it faster? Well, if that describes you, then you'll want to know about high-speed copywriting. This is a home study program that has helped a lot of people write profitable sales letters in as little as five hours. No, it's not a bunch of shortcut tricks that leaves you with cookie-cutter sales letters that people can ignore. It's about writing full-fledged, memorable, response-getting sales letters much faster than it usually takes. It's tested and proven, too. High-speed copywriting will ease you through putting together an original, powerful sales letter and putting it together in record time. You can find out more at highspeedcopywriting.com. By the way, this is one of the very few programs that Bond and Kevin Halbert have given their Halbert seal of approval to. So check it out today, highspeedcopywriting.com. Thank you. And now back to our show. Next up is where you actually start using research. You want you have a hypothesis. Now my prospect wants more cash flow. Um, they're feeling frustrated. They can't get it. Too much competition in the market. And so they're feeling frustrated and maybe a little angry. And here is where you use research to confirm and hone your understanding of what's going on in your prospect's mind. So let's say you've got an info product on alternative cures for arthritis, right? You've thought about the initial problems, which are joint pain and discomfort in moving the body in certain ways. That's at the more conscious verbal level. Then you take this down to the emotions, down to the unconscious mind. How does the prospect feel when they're trying to do this, to do that, to tie their shoe, to put the key in the lock, uh, whatever it is they want to do now that they can't do to play golf? You know, the arthritis pain is there. If the, if the arthritis pain disappeared, what would be different? How are they frustrated with other things they've tried? What hasn't worked and why? Okay. You feel pretty confident about what you've come up with, but realize this is only speculation. This is only your imagination. Now, you may have a great imagination, but you need to verify it. 
you need to verify what you've come up with. And so this is the time to become like a journalist or a detective and confirm what you've come up with. How do you do that? There's a lot of ways to do that. One is just by talking to people, talking to people with arthritis. Um, ask them what's going on, how they feel about it. What do they want to do that they can't do? What do they do that they wish they could do better, but the arthritis is getting in the way? Listen to what they're saying. Write down the words they're saying. Record them and have it transcribed. Another thing you can do is eavesdrop on conversations where people complain about their arthritis. Pay attention to the specific words. You can read reviews and comments like on Amazon, on books about curing arthritis, see what people have to say. You can talk to people like MDs and chiropractors who treat people with arthritis and ask them what the people, not what the real problem is, ask them what people actually say to them when they start the appointment, what, what uh, healing professionals call the presenting problem. And any other real world information about what people actually say about their reactions, their results, their complaints regarding arthritis. I'm going to jump in real quick, David. I've, I've mentioned this before, but I really think this is a wealth of knowledge that people don't take advantage of enough. And that's just going to YouTube. And you can go to YouTube and type in arthritis pain, and you can get raw, uncut, unpolished people just turning on their cell phone and talking about the frustrations or, or things that they've found about their arthritis pain. And it, it's in any market going to YouTube and just watching the, the uncut, unpolished videos gives you, it's like digital eavesdropping for people. And uh, a lot of times it's minus the sales message. It's minus the polish that will be on most messages. It's minus the editing. It's just that raw conversation that people are having about whatever it is that you're trying to research. That's excellent. Wow, is that a great idea? That, and that, that's exactly in line with what we, what we want to do here. All right, sorry to derail you there. Oh, no, that's fine. So that kind of research and the other kinds of research, now, you have to be willing to be wrong about your speculations and your imagination because the information you get is going to, um, you know, uh, win ahead of what you imagined. And so uh, the the research results will let you keep or will force you to throw away or will force you to change what you speculated about up until now. It's what your prospects actually think, feel, and say. That's the final authority in what's going on in their minds. Mm -hmm. okay? Now, once you've come up with that verified information, you're on the right track to getting inside your prospect's head. But that's not the whole thing, because there, there's more. There's another piece to this, and that is you need to realize the more your prospect feels understood about what he or she is feeling or thinking, the more receptive your prospect will be to learning about your offer and then later to buying it. Okay, that, that's really important. There's, there's some wisdom from the Bible that says the truth will set you free. That's important. But in copy, it's only the first step. The key word here is free, and you want to get people to pay for something. <laughs> While the truth as your prospect experiences it is vitally important, it's not enough. You have to win your prospect's confidence. You have to get them to want to connect with you emotionally. And here's what not to do. Don't simply beat your prospect over the head with what you've discovered. 
here's what to do. You need to show some empathy. You, you don't need to get into a pity party with them. What you need to do is let them know you know how they feel and you're not judging it. For the prospect to be receptive to your offer, you need to show concern and caring for what is true for the prospect. I learned an old saying in sales from Harvey McKay, and that was, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. That's really important. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. You don't have to go overboard here. Again, you need to simply acknowledge that this or that is a problem for them and not make them feel like you're judging or blaming them or that you're on the other side of it, that you're being simply objective like a computer spitting out facts. Make them feel like you're on their side. Don't be shy. Make it a genuine human communication. Okay? So can I, um, can I ask you a question real quick? Of course. Um, in everyday conversations, not just sales messages, but in everyday conversations, it seems like a lot of these points that you're bringing up are applicable to how we just communicate with each other. When, when I go into a conversation with somebody and it sounds like they're just waiting to object and waiting to um, offer a counterpoint and they're not even trying to understand where I'm coming from, it makes it really hard for me to get on board with them. And as a salesperson, if I want somebody to get on board with me, uh, it seems like what you're kind of getting at is I need to make them feel like I'm on board with them. Like I'm not just trying to beat them over the head with my message. I'm trying to actually relate with them. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I guess, come to an agreement rather than trying to push them into agreeing with me. Absolutely. I mean, the first agreement is sort of a, uh, um, a subtext agreement, or if you want a meta agreement, and that is, I'm going to engage with you emotionally enough to have, you know, a respectful and caring conversation. And yeah, you need to take the first step on that. And if people, you know, I mean, if you're dealing with a psychopath, they're just going to try and take you for all you got. But most people are not like that. Most people are trying to figure out what the conversation is going to be like. and if they realize that you're a human being, you're a caring person, uh, you're respectful, then they will reciprocate. It's just human nature. And on human nature, how important is it that people actually feel like you're sincerely connected with them rather than you're, uh, you're trying to um, fake a connection and, and how, how is, uh, how is people's radar about that? W what happens if they feel like you're just not sincerely connecting with them or you're not even trying to connect with them? Well, um, how about life and death? Uh, not in everyday conversations, Nathan, but there's a great book by Chris Voss, V-O-S-S, -S, and he called Never Split the Difference. This guy was the chief hostage negotiator for the FBI for a number of years. I would strongly recommend this book for copywriters and for anyone who ever deals with other people, which would be all of us. <laughs> uh, fantastic book. And he shows the specific methods he used to create empathy without coming across like a doormat, create empathy from a position of power, yet being non-threatening to get hostages released alive, sometimes to the point where he would get 
the kidnappers to completely reduce their demands for ransom down to zero. Wow. Yeah, it's that important. Okay, so you you weren't even you weren't joking when you said it can be a matter of life or death. No, I mean, in most situations, it's not, but it it could be the life and death of your sale. It could be the life and <laughs> death of of a relationship. You know. Yeah. Okay, so I think we've covered that pretty well. Now let's go on to the next step, and that is at the end of the day, it's the words that you use that resonate most with your prospect. Now, I want to say here, a lot of people jump to this step first, and that's a big mistake. They think if they just use the right power words or the right persuasion words or the right this or that without actually getting into the head of their prospect, they'll just be fine. They won't. Um, It's the words that you use that resonate most with your prospect that will determine how effective your copy is. But for this to work, there needs to be a lot of smart psychology behind the words, and that's what we've been talking about up until now. So with the word to use, simplicity is the key. But don't confuse simplicity with being simple-minded. You need to use a thoughtful process to take the complexity of a person's life and their experiences and boil all of that down to a simple way to express it that rings true to your prospect. And that's why this process is so important. Notice you're going between your own human imagination and speculation and specific research to get to the right words and the knowledge behind the words. Okay? Yeah, so if you wouldn't mind, can we kind of do a recap so that I know we kind of went off on a couple different uh, rabbit trails. I'd like, I'd really appreciate it if you could go back and kind of recap what what the uh, main points of today's lesson were. Sure, yeah. Um, So the first one is... Zero in on the biggest main problem that your prospect has, a problem they are aware of, that they will recognize if you talked about it, and how that problem affects their life. That's number one. Zero in on the problem. Number two is understand the difference between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind generates feelings. The conscious mind generates words to describe those feelings. Okay, so now you've got your hypothesis, you've got your theory, you've got your idea, and now you want to use research to confirm what you suspect is going on in your prospect's mind. Next step, make your prospect realize that you understand how they're feeling and that you care about that. And then the final step is choose the words that accurately describe what your prospect is feeling and thinking and make those choices of words based on the four steps I've just laid out. So that's it. Nice. That is, uh, that's like some super deep level psychology right there. That's some stuff that, uh, I think most people probably completely glaze over in their copywriting. Yeah. Everybody except the A-list copywriters and the entrepreneurs who make millions with their copy. Everyone else glazes over it. (laughs) Nice. Well, David, this has been another just eye-opening episode of the Copywriters Podcast. Thank you so much. What can people look forward to next time? Next time, we're going to talk about putting people and personality in your copy. All right. I can't wait. Copywriters, thank you for joining us. If you want more, make sure you head over to the Copywriters Podcast. David, as always, thank you, man. 
Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Nathan. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye now. If you found this show valuable and you'd like to get it in the ears of other people, the best way to do that is to subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes.